You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Film cameras. Instant cameras. And everything analog photography related. Kickstart the new year. I welcome back Lucy Lumen for a chat about our 2022 film photography related goals. So, if you're wondering which classic movie Lucy will be recreating for his shoot and which medium format camera I'm desperate to use this year, keep listening and find out. I'm Matt Murray, and this is Matt Loves Cameras. my friends how are you i hope you're well wherever you are all around the world happy new year welcome to another year i hope you are you are safe and you've had a good and restful christmas new year break welcome to episode 55 of matt loves cameras and this episode is all about new year goals i thought of course this year is 2022 so you know could i come up with 22 goals for my film photography this year but then i realized that is way too many for me to handle alone so who better to share the load and help me usher in a new year of podcasting than youtube sensation and fellow queenslander lucy lumen i have her on the line live from the gold coast just down the highway from where i live so in today's episode we take turns at listing 11 film photography related goals each in this marathon episode i actually thought this episode might be around 40 45 minutes so i only set up the zoom call for an hour with Lucy. I said, I won't take very long. Just list the goals down and, you know, we'll, we'll smash through it. And uh, the problem is that when Lucy and I get together, we, we, we get chatting and we just can't seem to stop. And uh, when I was listening back to the episode in the edit, it didn't, didn't need much editing, but when I was listening back to it, at times it almost felt like a private conversation. So I hope I haven't left anything too controversial in that should have been the episode that I should have, I should have deleted. Uh, I don't think I did. I think it's all, it's all good. <laughs> so uh, let, let's crack on with the episode here we go <laughs> today on matt loves cameras i welcome back to the show youtube sensation lucy lumen how are you doing lucy i'm good matt how are you i'm very well happy new year yes happy new year to you too 2022 2022 now i was chatting to matthew joseph friend of the show matthew joseph we actually started judging the fantastic entries yesterday and so that episode awesome. will actually go out after this one. But I said to Matthew, um, when do you think the cutoff is for the Happy New Year to say Happy New Year? Because <laughs> I, I have very, like, I, I watch yes, a show I called. Yes, I was thinking this. Because <laughs> well, yeah. um, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Larry David show? I love, I love Curb. I love Larry. I love yeah. Woody Allen. I love Jerry. Yeah. I love all of them. Yeah. So uh, of course, Larry David on his show often talks about when's the cutoff for Happy New Year, and I, I kind of agree with him. I mean, I'm probably a bit more lenient <laughs> than Larry David. I think there's a firm cutoff at the end of January. Like if you haven't seen someone, you go back in the office in late January because we have you know summer holidays here. Then I think it's okay in, in late January, 23rd, 24th, say Happy New Year, right? But once it gets to February, as far as I'm concerned, all bets are off. That's it then. No more Happy New Years. What? what how do you feel? I completely agree. I would even go even mid January. You would go sooner. You go like, mid. Oh, yeah. Okay, mid January. You're, you're very lenient. No, very strict. Yeah, very I'm, strict. I'm more more like Larry. Yeah. Same with Merry Christmas. It's like people start saying Merry Christmas really early, like in the yeah. shops. 
Yes. And then you feel like you have to say it and then you just feel like you're saying, and then when you actually do say Merry Christmas on Christmas, it's like meaningless, you know? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're tackling all the big deep questions here on Matt Loves Cameras, that yep, is for sure. Um, so what did you do? Let me tell me, I haven't spoken to you since last year. Oh, dad joke, sorry. Uh, uh, but we, we, we are recording this on the 2nd of January. So how was your Christmas? How was the new year? Tell me all about it. It was really good. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was my son's like first Christmas. So it was pretty exciting. Um, oh, we had wow. all the family. Yeah, we had all the family to our place. It was pretty low key. Uh, I'm not actually a huge fan of Christmas, um, but I did enjoy it. And I enjoyed watching him open all his, well, sort of open all his presents and then pretty much play with the wrapping paper yeah. and not, not any of the presents yeah. and still continuing to do so. Yeah. Well, um, that's, yeah, that's more that's, enjoy that well until they get a bit older and they start <laughs> wanting things so that, that, that's awesome the magic of, yeah. of young children yeah it really brought something else to to Christmas um yeah but it was really nice and then New Year's we just uh stayed in obviously you know we put him to bed and then we had a bottle of wine and we did a nice. little uh photo shoot actually with um some uh sort of experimental lighting which hopefully will turn out uh cool so yep. I've got to send that film off and yeah that was it what about you how was your Christmas and New Year's Matt? Uh, well Christmas was good we had mum and dad down and we had you know uh, we had uh, Christmas lunch here or Christmas dinner as my wife calls it and it was all very nice it rained you know, as you know the weather here in southeast Queensland has been extremely raining yeah um, so, so much pool, rain yeah the pool was very warm on Christmas day but then since Christmas day I think it's rained every day since Christmas day hasn't it and it's the pool's yeah, quite it has, cold now because yeah. it's been not been any sun um, mm. We had a we had a fairly uh, low key New Year's. I actually hate New Year's Eve. I hate New Year's Day. Mm. I hate everything about it because it's always been <laughs> built up when you're a teenager that you know New Year's mm. New Year's Eve is a big night and it's everything's you go out and everything's so expensive. And I've always always hated New Year's Eve. There's always conversations yep. around what are we going to do for New Year's? Should we go here? Oh, I just hate it. Yeah, so, it's sorry. very built up. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, no, yeah. that's okay. Let it out, Matt. So we, we went down out, to um, <laughs> we went down to the local <laughs> shops. There's um, local shops near us, Victoria Point. There are some fireworks. And my mm. wife loves going down there. So we went down there and the fireworks were at nine and she insisted on going at seven. So we had like two hours to wait around for these fireworks, uh, which mm. was which was good because the the queues for the, the food trucks were huge. Well, the ones my daughter mm -hmm. wanted. Were, so we had to wait around in, in lines basically for food. For two hours and listen to some a really bad band um play uh, really bad covers uh oh, no. anyway anyway i was <laughs> a real U2? i was a Is real no they were like um <laughs> pretty woman and like the songs these were classic songs you know pretty woman and mm. and johnny johnny cash songs classic songs mm -hmm. but the, the old the old farts um, playing the music weren't very good, I don't think. I was a bit of a grumble bum, which is unlike me. I can usually find fun mm. in any situation in unless, anything, yeah. unless it contains New Year's Eve. But should, mm. we, should we crack on to the, the focus of today's podcast? And today, yes. you know, we are in 2022. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be good if we had 22 goals each for 2022? But that is a lot of goals, 22 goals each. <laughs> That's a lot of goals. So I thought, well, why don't I just split them down the middle? And uh, what, if, what if we come up with 11 goals each and we can go on record for having these goals out there we'll publish this episode and so then we're stuck with these goals and we, we've yeah. got to try our best to achieve them what do you think i think it's a great idea yeah we're going to be held accountable to all held, of your held accountable listeners. held accountable yep. it, uh, listeners can throw like rotten tomatoes at us if we don't um <laughs> don't achieve these goals okay so i've i've got 11 goals on paper some of them are more three month goals and other ones are more you know, long-term six to 12 month goals. Um, mm -hmm. But should we, who, who wants to kick off? Do you want to kick off? Okay. All right. I'll go for it. 
So I'm similar to you. Mine are some are like long term yearly goals, and then some are more sort of yeah short term. Um, but my number one goal for 2022 is to publish a zine. Yay! Yay! Which you, I feel, are quite an expert on. So uh, you will probably be hearing from me as I, you know, Ooh. move closer to yeah. achieving that goal. Um, yeah, I've been talking about it for a long time and um, I love buying other people's zines and I like also like music um, zines that some of my friends put out and stuff. So yeah, it's something I really want to do. Um, what's putting me off is the actual putting it together, like the InDesign or whatever, you know, program I choose to use. Uh, I feel like that could be, uh, you know, t- take a while and not be very exciting. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Do you use um, Photoshop at the moment or Lightroom? Yes, we use both of those. So you probably use Premiere Pro for all your video editing. Um, yep. So you you will have access to InDesign for free as part of that package. You've actually, If you've got it already, it's not actually that bad. I mean, I could actually send you a template and you could actually see oh, from wow. my template. Uh, but it's actually really, it, it does feel a bit daunting when you first get into it, mm. but it's, it's actually pretty yep. easy. You literally, you've got these blank pages, right? Yeah. And all you're doing is grabbing images from your your fault your hard drive folder, and moving them into the page and making sure they fit properly. It, it's pretty. Okay. Um, I can walk you through it, but it, it is pretty easy. It's it, it it's a bit of a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not as bad as you think it might be when you start. So. Yeah, I think I've built it up a bit in my head. I did actually use a design like probably like I don't know maybe eight years ago or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I tried. I had I had no idea how to use it, and I was like, I can do this, and I tried to make a, a photo yeah. zine, and oh, it was I, I um every time I did something, what I just did would delete, and I just got yeah. really frustrated. So I think I'm a bit scarred from that, but I'm sure it'll be a lot yeah. easier, especially no, with like my partner's help. I would throw all that out the window, and honestly, it is like honestly, if I can do it, I mean, I'm you know I've, I've been working with computers for about twenty years, but I'm not super technical, but um you know, if I can do it, you can do it easily. I mean, it, it's, it really isn't that bad, it, but it is, I think the, probably the major hurdle is um, having InDesign because a lot of people like I, I buy it uh, because I use it for work and I can claim it yeah. on tax. So it's a bit cheaper that mm-hmm. way. And I think the major hurdle for a lot of people would be buying InDesign because it, you've got to buy the full Adobe cloud package, I think. Yeah. And it's expensive. Yep. So if you've mm. already, if you do have it and I, you probably, from what I'm hearing, I think you, you would have it where you've got I access think we to do it at have least. It, yeah. Yeah. Then you, yeah. I think your major hurdle is overcome. So yeah, that's brilliant. That's excellent. Yes. So I I'm will. I'm looking um, forward to it. I'm going to move my second goal up to my first goal to tie in with yours. Okay. Uh, and my, my, my first goal, it's, it's just reordered them. My first goal of this year, my, the first three months of this year, actually, is to publish my second solo zine. So, of course, you have my first zine every summer. Have you read it yet? I have read it, yes. I and have. I really, okay. really enjoyed it. I also got my, because my family's British. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They've all read it all read it as well oh, really? my, you my nan, never my told nan me that. really enjoyed it oh really your nan <laughs> was, yes yeah she's she likes you too doesn't she sorry she likes you too doesn't she you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm pretty sure she does just keep coming in <laughs> i'm um, glad your nan enjoyed it that's good she really liked it yeah she's she's 96 she's, she's from oh, yeah she's gosh. from manchester yeah so she read it and she thought it was really cool and she said oh, oh does he just do this for fun or like she was asking me all about sad. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I thought it was really nice. So yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I love, I love your zines. They're very, very well put together. And I did read your um article on 
uh, Matt Loves Cameras on the website oh, yeah. about zines. I think you yep. had, I read through that a while ago with all the different zine, ways. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I found that really helpful. So if anyone's like looking for like a resource, I think that's really helpful. Oh, great plug from Lucy Lim in there. And um, <laughs> that's the thing. I You sort of learn a bit more every time you do one. Like you do one, I was pretty, like the first run of every summer I did, was, I really loved it, but it was too heavy to post overseas. So I ordered 25 of them. And then I was like, mm. people had ordered them from overseas. And I was like, I can't, they won't fit the envelope. It'll, it'll cost, it'll, I'll actually be losing a lot of money if I have to upgrade their postage to send these zines to them. So what I did was I put the 25 zines to one side uh, for Australian orders and I had to order another lighter, slightly lighter batch. So you kind of yep. do sort of work out after a mm. while what's good and what's not good. Now, I love the purple the purple grain zine I did. I thought it was beautiful. However, there was one mistake beautiful. I made. Do you know what the mistake was I made? No, no. What, what, it is looks your, great. Is the cover in the Queensland humidity, is the cover of yours curling a little bit? Uh, very slightly on the corner because uh, I've got okay. it on my desk and very slightly it's sort of, yeah, curling up a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, See, it probably so is it the probably, humidity. That was uh, – I'm not sure if anyone else around the world is listening. Um, I think I was speaking to Anthony Ritchie. He lives in New South Wales and he was saying mm-hmm. he just did the same thing. Mine is really okay. bad here in, Queen, uh, in, in Brisbane. Um, so I think in the future I would – you, you sort of experiment with different weights of covers and different papers and stuff like that. But I think I was worried about the, again, I was worried about the weight of the purple grain zine. Mm. So I made the cover a bit lighter, but in, the, the weight was fine in the end. I should have made the cover heavier. And that's, you kind of, you got to, you kind of go through this process where you work out exactly what paper it's not it's not just putting the zine together in InDesign is it it's working out which paper to use how you're going to send it to people and so it is a bit it is a bit of a process but it once you get it you sort of work out most of it, it it's it's sort of easy from there yeah definitely I think there's a lot a lot to it and I really appreciate anyone who does it you know like yourself and consistently um because yeah you've got to package it you know work out how you're going to print it are you going to print it someone else will print it are you going to send it are you going to use blurb um yeah. and then you've got to actually write on everything go to the post office like it is yeah. a, a labor of love so absolutely um, it's, a, it's a very good but description yeah. but so, your um your so your goal is to publish a zine yes um, so it, what one of my uh, what are you gonna of, it's a bit, it must Sorry. be a bit of a delay here. No, I think it's a delay on the line. A slight delay because we keep talking over each other, don't we? And we're only about, uh, you know, 60 miles apart. Or I know, points. I know. Uh, but no, thank you for that question. Uh, it's actually all photos I took in 2019. So it's actually the same, around the t- same time period as the every summer one. And that mm. whole entire year, uh, I was, I did the first year of the, the Frugal Film Project, which was run by uh, Sherry Christensen. And it's still going to this day. And the idea was that you took one cheap camera and one cheap film and you shot the entire entire year with that one camera and one film. And yeah. it, it actually really changed my thinking about a lot of things because a lot of these images I took throughout that year were, were I really, really loved. It was a cheap point and shoot. I used my little Olympus LT1, which is a bit like a Mew one, but it's got the nice leather case around it. And I just yeah. felt like that sort of started me on the road to getting rid of my gas. I still have gas. I still buy stuff all the time, cameras and <laughs> film and stuff. But I feel like yeah, that yep. started me on the road to, hey, actually, just having this one camera is really good. And so basically the totally. zine's going to be about uh, all all photos I took during that year with that one film and one camera choice. Awesome. And, um, I, I, I actually, love that. I actually finished 
the layout of the zine, more or less the layout in, in May last year, right? So how many months ago is that? Seven months ago or something like that? I, I finished the layout of the zine and I got stuck on the words. And because of everything else going on with the, the purple grain zine, I, I've just put it to one side. But I need to go back now and sort the words out for that one. So yeah. What's yours going to be about? Is it going to have a combination of images and words, or what? Can you tell us about theme or under wraps? Um, or? No, it's not too under wraps. Um, I feel like you're way more organized than I am with it. Um, I've got the title, which I'm not going to share, um, but I feel like that helps to kind of bring it together. Yep. Um, it's going to be, it's probably going to be different, uh, different film stocks, different cameras. Um, and I think I'm going to use existing photos because I've got so many. Mm. Like, that I haven't shared or, yeah. you know, like I shoot really regularly. So um, I want to go through them and then just, just curate them. You know, I've never mm. done that before. So that's sort of another mm. part Process. of it. I think yeah, being yeah. able to like, you know, look at your own work and figure out what looks good or yeah. what to cull. Um, sometimes what I think looks good or what I'm really, you know, I'll ask my partner and he's like, Oh no, I like this image the best. And I yeah. realize it's because I, Maybe I've got like an emotional connection to it or something like that. Or um, that's hard because sometimes you got to put an image in that you really love. And other people are like, oh, I don't really like that one. But I think sometimes if you didn't put the image in that you really love, you you could regret it. No, you could you could think, well, in my mind, that was part of that work. So it, there is a the balance, isn't there, between putting in mm -hmm. what you think people will like and what people are telling you to put in, and then your own feelings over strong emotional connections you have. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's, yeah, definitely a balance. Same with probably the podcast and YouTube, like certain things maybe aren't what a lot of people are going to want to watch or listen to, but it's important to you. So mm. I think it's good to yeah, share both of those uh, things. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say about my zine, but hopefully, yeah, it's definitely going to happen in 2022 because I've said it on Matt Love's cameras. So it has Yay, to happen. Exactly. <laughs> now, while I'm, I'm just drinking my, my remnants of my cold coffee. Do you like my mug? Oh yes. Oh, you probably seen this when you come to my place, didn't you? It's my Starbucks. Oh, nice I'm not a big fan of Starbucks, but they Starbucks, do they do good yeah, yeah. mug. This is my England mug. I actually bought that the day I went down to see Graham from the Sunny 16 in Oxfordshire. I stopped at a little Starbucks oh, awesome. on, the, on the side of the road and bought that. Now, just before Very we cool. continue with the, the, our second goals, it's a bit of a delicate situation. This is this is part of my bones to pick with Lucy. Oh uh, no, this episode. <laughs> Lucy, do I make bad coffee? No, I don't know where you got this from. Well, um, I, 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 I only. My only criticism is that um, it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> you look so upset. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It, is that it wasn't uh, strong enough? But yeah, I like I like it really strong. And sometimes it's hard with those um, machines to you know yeah. like. And well, when you're under pressure, like you know. I was under pressure. I was feeling the pressure. So what happened was uh, Lucy, and Lux, Lucy and Lux came around to the house. My wife was stressing out about how messy the house was. And it was pretty messy. But the backyard was basically an excavation site. It was dirt, wasn't it? When you came around, uh, it was a complete yeah, mess. And yep. then I made you coffee, but I know you said, guys said you like it strong. And uh, mm. yeah, I think I usually split two shots of espresso between um, me, me and my wife and I give myself most of the espresso because she mm -hmm. doesn't like strong coffee but I feel like yeah I, I I feel like I was making coffee for my wife and I I made it too weak and I I'm sorry anyway let's move on I, I will do better <laughs> I, I will do you. better okay. if you come back around <laughs> to my house I'll make you a strong coffee so do you want to start with your okay. second goal so my second goal um this is probably my biggest one um for 2022 is to start a podcast what what? Yes. No, can we just yeah. stop recording now? Delete this episode. 
don't give her any more airtime. No, any joke. That's, that's awesome. That's brilliant. I did not. Yeah. No, I, I'd love you in, in the podcast space. That's fantastic. I, I I did not see this one coming. Tell me more. Or can you? Do you want to tell me more? Or is it under wraps again? Or no, it's not not too under wraps. I've been making a lot of notes and doing research and stuff on it. I'm like an avid podcast listener. Yep. Um, just because I'm home all the time and it's good to you know, uh, have it on when you're cleaning or just yeah. doing stuff. So, um, yeah, and I would like it to be about film photography, of course, but yeah. I want to branch out a little bit and focus on like music and movies yeah. and sort of how they link to um to photographers and awesome. chat about like you know that or like art that inspires them or like what books are they reading and just like the peripherals mm. of photography mm. rather than like just talking about cameras and yeah, yeah. you know photography specifically so I'd like to do that um and yeah get some different guests on and highlight some people that I really um you know enjoy and yeah, yeah, just I love I love awesome. to chat. So um, yeah, we know that I love to chat as well, and I think that's brilliant. <laughs> that sounds great because part of with the podcast is trying to you know find your niche and and mm. doing something a bit different. And I think that sounds really interesting, and I would definitely listen to that. And um, thank I'll, you. I'll forward to that. Do you have a, an estimated date, or is it you know, is it a midterm sort of thing, or probably uh, probably midterm? I've organised to. I'm going to trial it out on my partner i'm going to yeah. interview him as yep. as if obviously we know each other very well but i've got, got questions for him and i haven't told him them so i'm going to interview him and maybe put that up on my patreon yep. and sort of you know get some feedback on there and see what people think um and come up with like an intro i want a cool intro song um mm. your your intro is like really good and you know i think it's good to have that because people hear it and then they get excited and they know yeah, like yeah. what they're listening to so yeah um i'll get my partner to obviously make some music so um I'm hoping Make to beautiful have it, music like, together. Oh, thank you. And yeah, so hopefully in like the first three months I can get it up and uh, up and running. But yeah, um, yeah. so awesome. yeah. That'd and be I'll fantastic be to have coming... you in the podcasting space as well. And oh, then you thank can, you. Then you can join the uh, Mike Gutterman's. Uh, oh, no, you're not Messenger, are you? Mike, Mike Gutterman has no. a podcasters chat in, in Messenger, which is, uh, yeah, a bit, a bit of a bit of a, you oh, know, yeah. bit of a chat. Like a community all. sort of thing. So you guys yeah. can all. But we mostly all just talk crap, so it, it, you're not missing out on much if you're not a messenger. As much as I love Mike and the rest of the people in there, um, yeah. So, but it is a good way to very yeah. quickly get in touch with multiple people who also do the same sort of thing, you know. So, oh, it's awesome. That's Definitely. fantastic and um, brilliant. It'd be, yeah, it'd be great excited. to have you in the podcasting space. Um, my Definitely. second goal. My my mind's a bit actually no you know what I'm gonna reorder my goals again here I I've actually I'm gonna reorder my goals to mirror yours so my second goal can you can you guess what it is? Uh, is to, mir to, to mirror of yours. Uh, no, I'm gonna start a YouTube channel. Oh, you're gonna? Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just I was in the podcast. Oh, gee, that was a that was a bit of a. Don't sound very excited, Lucy. My, sorry, that was second. that was a bit of a flop. I'm okay, sorry. Let's, let's do that again. Let's do that again. Okay. My my right. second goal is I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Oh my god, that's awesome! You're going to yeah, come over to a, YouTube. That's a better response. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but you already knew that. You already knew that from a while ago, didn't you? So it's not yes, great. I've been talking about doing some video work, which yep. I would be really um yeah really keen on seeing. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I, and I just I when I started doing this podcast, it took me a year from the having the idea to refining the idea to to working out how to do it all. It took me like mm -hmm. a year to do actually put the first episode out. And I think the process with YouTube is very similar. I, I've actually got all these ideas, but it's just 
I'm sort of, I wouldn't say I'm procrastinating, but I'm kind of, I guess I'm still in my mind working out how it's going to look and feel and sound and stuff. And I, I don't think it's going to be as polished as a lot of other people like you, but um, I, I've, I've got the ideas and I just want to start doing it. So that's in the first three months of 2022, I will start my YouTube channel. There you go. Awesome. I think that's, yeah, that's going to be awesome. And I would love to have you in the um, YouTube community. Um, and obviously if you have any, yeah, I'll, if you have I'll any have... questions or like we can, <laughs> We can. I've already, yeah, hit I've me already, up and we can help you. I've already been mining your your YouTube brain, haven't I, about a few things, and I'm sure I'll have a lot of other yeah. questions. YouTube is super daunting. Like, obviously, I know podcasting. Like, you got to edit and everything, but um, yeah, it is a lot to do. But the more that you do it, mm. like the more seamless like it seems. And yeah. I think that the only advice, well, like not the only advice, but the big piece of advice is to, I think, just like do it because you just yeah. keep thinking about it and procrastinating and and you're waiting for everything to be perfect yeah and like yeah, yeah. we did that It'll... as well and you research and research and research and it's like just like upload like your first video and like get the ball rolling and you know the first few videos are probably going to be like you know i don't want to say crap but like you know, yeah, yeah just not well, as listen... polished as you're going to want no i listen back to my first I, I actually i don't listen back to my first podcast but my first podcast i ever did was yeah, I listen back to it and you kind of cringe. I think everyone does because you don't oh my know God, what you're yeah. doing. You're trying to sound like it's off the cuff and it's, but you're not. You're, you know, you, I was reading off a script because I was so nervous. I didn't, know, you know, I didn't mm. want to get words wrong. Um, yep. I, I think part of the battle as well, when you create content and a lot of content creators do this, whether they do it for YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, you know, you've got to learn how to do the batching of content, right? You've got to work out how to create the content in a way that's really time, uh, very productive with a, a, very, a good use of your time. Um, yeah, very efficient. Very efficient because if you don't, you don't want to spend, you know, a two minute video or a, an hour podcast. You don't want to spend two weeks on it because you, you won't want to do the next one, you know? And so mm -hmm. I think that's part of my thinking, you know, how, how can I get the most out of this content? And I, and I think starting a YouTube channel for me is also about getting more out of the content. Like I've, I think I've done some good podcasts, which have only, and some of the older podcasts I did, I think only reached, you know, five, 600 people. Well, I could take mm -hmm. that content I've done and just do a, if I did the YouTube about it or TikTok about it, I could reach more people with the same. I've already done all the hard work. It, I just got to read yeah. it somehow. hundred percent. I think that's a really good idea. I think like repurposing content for YouTube, especially with you where like you've gone really deep on a subject in a podcast, you could chunk that out. Yeah. And you know, make it YouTube friendly and then More you're going to catch a different audience. Some yep. people don't listen to podcasts. Like quite yeah, a lot of people right. I speak to are like, oh, I don't really listen to podcasts. Yeah, like, I yeah. better watch YouTube. So yeah. you'll catch a different audience. And I definitely agree with you on the batch creating content. Like we yeah. have done that in the last oh, yeah. few weeks yeah. and it's like helped to be consistent. And then yeah. it doesn't feel like such a slog. You yeah. put out a video and you're like, oh my God, I need to start doing the other video and probably same with podcasting like mm. you don't want to be in that hamster wheel no well, of like content that's what creation I felt like I, i've been on the, on the hamster wheel and i think the one thing that's made the hamster wheel better is having guests on the show because when you have like mm -hmm. when you do a solo show like i've have to i don't you know I've, I've, there's never been a specified length of an episode for my podcast but usually it's between 30 and 60 minutes right so if you're doing a camera review well you've, if somehow you've got to talk by yourself for that length of time which is a, a long period of time if you have someone else on there to talk about yeah. and discuss ideas and throw ideas around it's a lot easier and there's less it feels like there's less editing uh, unless they swear a lot so some of the people on the show have. um so 
it is i think it does feel a bit easier so i'm fascinated to um to watch your podcast journey and um i'll, I'll certainly have a few questions for you about my youtube journey mm, i'm excited for your youtube journey i'm excited yes. for your podcast mm. journey we excited <laughs> together for each other's journeys <laughs> You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. That's the one you're going to use. <laughs> my third goal uh, relevant to YouTube is to kind of up my, uh, the quality of my content on YouTube. So we sort of just covered a little. It's already uh, very high quality. <laughs> There's always room for improvement, I think, True. with like sound, lighting, like the, the set, I suppose. Um, just, yeah, making the uh, making my talking um, better. I've been scripting things out a little bit more lately and then sort of referring to that rather than just going in cold and that's really mm -hmm. helped. So, yeah, just generally like that sort of stuff on YouTube just to make it um, more watchable and hopefully reach more people and yep. give people like valuable content that they um, get something out of rather than just like, you know, half-assing it and putting something out that's you know not great or doesn't look great or mm. or whatever so yeah that's like a my sort of overall goal for the uh for the year um and I've got like a series that I'm going to be putting on the channel as well that's to do with like cinema and photography so nice I'm excited about that too yeah, yeah. one thing one of the things that sort of um changed how I do things it's nothing like life change or anything but when I first started doing the podcast, of course, it was very, it was kind of scripted, but then you move to a more sort of natural way of speaking and talking about things. I, I just go off bullet points these days, but I did notice mm -hmm. in the early days, I'd say I'm um, a lot. And then I'd go on other podcasts or I'd listen to other podcasts and people would say, um, 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 and when you, when you notice next time you listen to a podcast, you listen to how many times people say, um, and after a while it becomes really, really annoying like seriously annoying and they go, um, I'm going to go, oh my God, can you just think of another word other than um? And so then when you start recording then the next time, mm -hmm. when you hear, when you say, um, and it's a natural thing to do as a human being, you're trying to fill yeah. in a gap, right? And so, and, and then the, the most natural sort of sound is, like, ah, ah, but when you do it, yeah. you got, you actually get angry at yourself and you go, what am I, what am I doing that for? Oh, I've got to stop that. It's going to be really annoying for my listeners. So that's, that's I think something that I, I think I heard that from someone and I started doing that. And now mm -hmm. I, I don't say it as much as I used to. So it, 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 little things like that. I think obviously, you know, news readers and people on TV and broadcasters have been trained. Have they, you've, you never hear that, very rarely ever hear their say arm um, or ah, because they've been Definitely. trained. So I think mm. I'd love to go on a course that sort of teaches you the, the basics <laughs> of all that. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. It is really, it's really difficult. Um, oh my God, just did it then said, um, but yeah, it's, it's very, I'm terrible. And in my first videos, that was like something that quite a few people commented on, oh, which really? I was like, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. Which I was to like, fair them? enough. Like, you know, <laughs> no, I was like, thank you for your feedback. Like I always criticism. try and be yeah, yeah. like, you know, I don't want to start like, an argument in the comments section, no, but no. yeah, I found for me as well, I was saying, um, or, oh, and messing up when I was trying to do things that I didn't actually want to talk about. So it would be like the technical, something really technical yeah, and um, about a right. camera. And that's just not where I shine in, you know, delivering information. I'm so much better when I'm talking about like, you know, I my would, photography or composition or stuff like that. I'd so, say don't do it. I'd say stick at what you're good at. And exactly. Don't, if you so, don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it. Yep. Yeah, so I cut that out and I was like, I'm not doing that or like, that's good. 
another example, like in the beginning of the, ch um, the channel, I had like a, a viewer that made a lot of comments, like really positive. And then um, him and a few other people were like, oh, you've reached a thousand subscribers. You need to do like a video uh, on reaching a thousand subscribers. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. But then I tried to film it because they told me that I should do that. And then I just like, I was like, no, I'm not going to put it out because it was really awkward. And I was like, that's yeah. not what I want to do. You know, that yeah. doesn't match like so on what I would want to put out. So yeah. yeah, I think they're all good things that you learn them as you go, you know? Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. That's great. So where are we, wh whose goal was that we just did? I can't remember anymore. Was, I know. We're going off on tangents. Was that yours? Um, that, was, that was my goal. So you're up next, Matt. Uh, and yours was improving your, your, the, the, the quality improving. of your videos on YouTube, which are already yep, very high same. standard. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Push, pushing the bar up higher. Okay. So <laughs> my third goal is... Uh, and I talked to, I said, ah, and we spoke about this in the, in the, the pre-show warm-up. We have, you know, have a, a few drinks and a few, you know, cigars and stuff in the pre-show warm-up. And um, my, my goal is to spend, this is for the first three months of this year and I'll see how I go. I don't want, I don't want to commit to the whole year, but to spend one hour a day, really putting a lot of effort into, into content creation. Now, there are many, many days when I, I do this from creating a zine or putting together something for the Matt Loves Cameron's website or publish, you know, editing. I do that quite a lot of the time, probably at least twice a week. I'll put two, a couple of hours in, two or three hours in. Mm -hmm. But I want to try and do it more consistently every single day. So even the days when I'm not editing, I'm not recording, I want to put an hour in of doing something productive because I do feel like I have, uh, I'm, you know, as a creative person, I feel like I have all these ideas and I ha they're all down on paper and then mm -hmm. I, I just procrastinate and then I get tired and then I watch TV or I play Fortnite at night because, you know, past a certain time at night, mm -hmm. I'm just useless and I'm only there to, to, to <laughs> I can only watch TV or play a game. I can't do anything to, you know, so I, that's the thing. I want to put yep. one hour a day in to something productive. And yesterday um, I was on the phone, I was on the phone, I was on the Skype with, I was on the Zoom with Matthew Joseph and we recorded Fantastic Judging. That was, that was over two hours. And today we were recording this. So, um, you know, the content creation goals for the 1st and 2nd of January are ticked. You're doing very, very well. Yeah, back to back like that. It's a lot of energy doing like a podcast, like talking like this or any sort of content creation. So that's, um, you're smashing it. Um at the start of 2022 and I love that yeah you're putting like an hour because you know an hour is like I think something that we can achieve yeah that, like a day you know like you say oh, I've got no time but like you said like you know you end up kind of watching we all sort of flick on our phones or yeah you know you watch Netflix or you you know play TikTok Fortnite in your or, case yeah, yeah TikTok yeah. or something like that yeah I think um yeah that's that's super awesome and I think that you'll it'll be interesting to see if you, you do commit to it which I'll be on to you about in the yeah. first three months um yes. how much more you get done i've got a diary i've got a diary and i'm gonna an old-fashioned paper diary with some nice birds on when i say birds it's a cockatoo don't people out there listening, nice. don't be thinking i'm many anything else uh half price <laughs> half price diary because it's never new year oh um, yeah yeah well i have i have a suggestion that might help you that oh, yes. i've been using lately for like time productivity is i don't know if you've heard of it before um it's called like tomato timer the app like the pomodoro, yeah, pomodoro. Method. yeah yeah yeah, yeah i thought minutes. you would know about it yeah yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. pretty late to the party i literally found out about it like two weeks ago and i was like oh this sounds cool so yeah, yeah i put that on yesterday and i managed to like plan out two youtube videos in 25 yeah. minutes and then the timer went off and i was like oh awesome like i'll go make a coffee or whatever so yeah um, it, i it find is, things like that useful it is hard because my my brain does 
go off the way it's wired. I go off on tangents all the time. And I think about one thing that leads to another and another, another, and then mm. you realize, what was I supposed to be doing? Oh, I was supposed to be doing this. And so sometimes I, I do find that, you know, I start sit down at the computer to write some notes for an episode, but then I'll end up on eBay because some, I remember that, oh, that person told me about that mm. camera, you know, it's yep. easy to get sidetracked. But I actually can't believe I'm telling you this, but by the end of today, I'll actually have three episodes of Matt Love's cameras recorded that I need oh to edit. God. So I've got all my January episodes done. That's so good. Well, well done. Recorded, not that's edited. That's awesome. So, yeah, but that's um, really good because when you've got it in the bank, it's like security. You're like, oh, I know that I've got that there. I just have to like get and edit it. And you've got like three. That's that's awesome. Well done. Congratulations. For the wolves to, well, I haven't, I haven't probably sit on them till, till March now we're talking about it, but no, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. <laughs> What about you? What? How many videos have you got? I've actually haven't watched any of your videos since your GA645. I think you've released another one since then. I've released two since then, yeah. Um, one was uh, just a shout out to the channels that I um, Oh, yes, really I saw that one, yep. Enjoyed, yes. So yep. um, Eclectochrome, Analog Diaries. Yep. Uh, yeah, Molly, She. Um, I saw she posted that she got your every summer. Oh, yes, I've just seen that now. Yeah. Zane all the way to Wales. She's in Wales, I think. Yes, so, Wales. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just put that t- that video together just to shout out people who I think deserve, you know, yeah. uh, more views. Bit of love. And yeah, Bit definitely. Of love from and um, mm, yeah. And <laughs> I <laughs> I put out one this morning, early this morning when I woke up. Oh, that wow. is about uh, it's I've been using my Canon Rebel G a lot yep. lately and been really loving that camera. So yeah, it's a little. Uh, I won't say too much because you watch it and then you'll see um, what the what the message is in the yeah. video. But yeah, so Excellent. I've is the is the message you're not an amateur photographer if you do these things. Yes, that's it. That Thank actually, you. I couldn't remember actually... the title. So <laughs> oh right, I thought you morning. I thought you didn't want to say it, and I was going to annoy you by saying it, but you you couldn't actually remember it. I actually come up <laughs> I, on my phone. I've got the YouTube app on my phone, which I find a little bit annoying. The YouTube app on iPhone, but it actually came up this morning with a recommendation from you. Uh, oh, it comes awesome. up with recommended videos and that one came up this morning. Yeah. Thank you, YouTube. Lucy Lumen, would you like to tell us about your fourth goal? Yes. My fourth goal is to prioritize time for more planned photography. So I normally uh, grab a camera and I'm very like run and gun and we'll just sort of pop out, go on a little, you know, photo walk and yeah, just sort of snap here and there. That's very off the cuff, which is great. And I like that. That's definitely my main style, but mm. I want to try and be more planned um, so that we can incorporate like lighting. Maybe, you know, if my partner's taking photos of me. We come up with like a concept and like an idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like sort of, yeah, have more of a, a plan behind like the execution of what I want it to look like and be thinking in that mind frame rather than just the usual sort of what we've done together where you, you see nice yeah. houses or, yeah. you know, letterboxes and all that sort of stuff, which I like, but um, yeah, I think it's good to mix it up. And I do really like being in front of the camera. So yeah. And my partner loves to like take photos of me. So uh, it's another little avenue we can go down and yeah, yeah. it's fun. Absolutely. That's great. And so um, when you, so what are you going to do? You're going to put it in the diary like once a month or something like that and, and for location and all the details or how's it going to work? Do, do you know? Or? Yeah. I, well, I've got quite a big list of things that I do want to do. So what I might do is go through and kind of be like, okay, this is the one I'm focusing on. This is the one I'm planning for. 
and like I'm going to get it done. Yeah, like you say, like this month. That's my yep. goal. Like I've got a, uh, I've got one planned out at the moment to recreate um, Rachel's character from Blade Runner. Have you seen? Oh, yeah, have yeah. you seen Blade Runner? I think you say Rachel from Friends for a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get the hair. And, yeah, that's no, no. right. The Rachel cut. <laughs> Don't your hair blonde. No. <laughs> so, so remind me. I remind me about. I I've seen Blade Runner, but it was a long time ago. Remind me about all that. So it's like a uh, sci-fi yes. kind of dystopian future. It's based on a book. Um, it's a it's an excellent film. Um, Is it Han it's Solo a film in that. It? Are you joking? No. Um, what's his name? Oh, Is it Harrison okay, Ford? Sorry. Isn't it? Harrison Ford. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I thought I, you were yeah. like. I think in, I, I couldn't like, remember his name. I just said Han Solo. I knew I knew it wasn't yeah, yeah. Star Wars, but yeah, ha, yeah, Harrison yeah, Ford's yeah. in it, right? Very young Harrison, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yes, yeah. yes, he plays uh, uh, Deckard, like yeah, um, the main character, and Sean Young plays Rachel. Yeah. Um, and she's yeah, uh, amazing in that, and just looks so good. So I've got lots yeah. of images of her. There's real, some really cool Polaroid photos of her because you know how yeah. they used to take Polaroids on sets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like back back in the day. There's, there's heaps of yeah cool Polaroid photos of her, so awesome. um, I want to try and recreate those and then do like a little shoot with um, a lot of people liken the look of Blade Runner to like Cine Still 800T, mm-hmm. so yep. use that film stock and yeah I've just got heaps of ideas for it. So um, and I love that movie, I love the soundtrack. I just yeah um, there's a lot of big fan like big fans of that film. It's very so it's a cult classic. So so that's my fourth goal is to yeah do more planned photography centered around like yeah portraits and recreating characters and lighting and all that sort of stuff what about um i asked matthew joseph this yesterday as well um have you ever shot motion picture film so the ec2n film um because i know there are some people who sell it it's got the remjet on obviously and there's some people who sell it and then you can get it you have to get it developed by certain places have you ever shot that are you going to try it tell me more no i haven't shot that um yeah, I haven't shot that and I don't know too much about it. I think I saw I saw Hashim did a like video or maybe something on his Instagram, Hashim mm-hmm. from Pushing Film, about yep. how you can remove the remjet layer like yeah. yourself. Yep. And I thought that was really interesting. because uh, then I assume you'd just be able to get it developed like, yeah, normally. Um, but yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, I haven't shot that motion picture film, but that could be uh, a twelfth goal that I could mm. add to my list. Stretch have you goal. have you shot it before? <laughs> no, I haven't. I actually, there's actually um, a company in Germany. They start with S. Um, you know, I've got to, I've got to look this up. Motion picture film Germany. Um, people, listeners, I'm sure will know. Uh, mm. They're 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 a European company, and they um, they sell uh, sil, silver salts. I think it is silver salts. Uh, yes, yes, I have heard of that. Yep, silversalts35.com. True cine film, and the idea it's actually it's actually sounds really good. I've never used them, but this they just come out a couple of years ago. And what happened was you you buy the film off them, and you can buy you know in, in a pack of say four different ISO values, two fifty, fifty, five hundred. Mm-hmm. You buy it off them, they send it out to you, and then you return it to them they Devin scan it for you and and you know dropbox you or whatever the image send you the images yep. right and then you can either ask to get your negatives returned or they just destroy them whatever you, whatever you prefer obviously if you you want the negatives returned you've got to pay postage the only problem yeah. was i actually reached out to them shipping from germany to australia was absurd i mean usually if you go on um quite often if you go on Euro- european ebay's german shipping isn't that bad right it, it's the standard german post to australia was actually it was one of the cheapest in Europe, along with the UK. You know, I think Germany yeah. was, was really economical.
economical, really good, much cheaper than say the Australian post service or the, the US yeah, postal yeah. service. But okay. for some reason, when you ordered from this German company, it was, it was outrageous, the postage. It was like almost double what you were paying. So I reached out to them and said, oh, you know, your postage is a bit much. And is it a, is it a mistake or whatever? And they basically said, well, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's what, they, what it costs. They're like, okay, well, don't want to don't yeah, push it. Yeah, there's nothing you can really do about it, yeah. No, but I thought that was a really good idea. You know, you buy the film from them, you shoot mm. it, you send it back, and they dev and scan it for you. Uh, I think that's there really is a cool. place in Melbourne that also do similar things, I've heard. But I haven't, again, I haven't checked it out. But that could be a, that could be a stretch yeah, goal. I think Shoots I heard, maybe vaguely remember seeing something on Walken's House of Film about okay. that it was like a motion picture film and i've gone to, it's really cheap and i've gone to buy it before and then it says that you've got to send it back to them to get it developed oh, and then okay. that's like or back to like the place that made the film in melbourne yeah. so that's probably yes. what you're talking about yeah. yeah let's have a look on i'm just going to walk in so that might is... be like a cheaper obviously because it's just sending it to melbourne so oh here so it is awesome. yeah so it's mfs vision three film uh that's so it. this yep. is cine film and i believe yeah so that's it it is uh it's different iso values 250 500 all that and it just say you know this film is remjet coded do not have this developed at a standard film yes. lab and yep. you can uh it's it's great for for bleach bypassing hand rolled in melbourne yep. from fresh kodak cine film stock and um, this film can be returned to Walkins for processing. The processing is yep. outsourced and then scanned by Walkins. So there you go. So, yeah, I think That's I might awesome. I want to put that on as a stretch goal this year. To, to, I, might, I might have a 12 goals me, here. I might try that. Me too, Matt. I'm going to pop oh, it down as yeah, number 12. We're, stretch it oh, out. We're learning and growing together, Lucy. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> um, so wholesome. I know. And uh, what are we up to, up to? So that was your fourth goal, wasn't it? That was my fourth goal. Yes. And Again, then we digressed I, onto motion picture film, but yeah. We did. We did. Sorry, your, to... What's your, no, no, well, you're fine. You know, like, I feel like all our goals are mirroring each other here. My, they are. One of my we goals... know each other so well. <laughs> well, we weren't, we weren't trying to do that though, were we? Um, no. But my, one of my goals is, and I was actually going to delete this one because I thought, oh, this sounds naff. I haven't got any details around it, um, but I'm going to put this in the mix now. Uh, mm -hmm. one of my goals, I just said, uh, one of my goals is to do a fashion shoot. So I actually used Ooh. to do, yeah, I used to do a lot of digital shoots with, um, you know, young upcoming models, you know, their mums would always be there. Nothing dodgy going on everyone, but it was usually for something like, you know, you go in a TFP group, you know, I'm time for print group. You, need, you can find these groups yep. on Facebook. And if you want to try out a new lens or a new technique or a new idea, you put in there, hey, I, I need, I'd like uh, to work with a model, this location, this kind of shoot. And people yeah. say, I'm available, I'm available. You check out their Instagrams. And then depending on what look you're going for, you uh, you know, you start chatting to someone and you meet up. Okay. So I used to do this in Brisbane City quite a lot because I used to write, I mean, I, I still do write occasionally for digital photography school website. And I needed mm -hmm. I need to go on shoots to to sort of showcase lenses and and and, and techniques and stuff like that. Yeah. So I used to do this in Brisbane City probably every two or three months I used to do a shoot um, with people in, in the middle of Brisbane city, your urban sort of portraits and stuff like that with, with um, either natural light or, or speed lights or continuous light. Yep. The problem was, is when uh, COVID, you know, kicked in, I just stopped doing them. And I just realized the other day, you know, I, I really miss travel. I love travel photography and I miss traveling yeah. places. That's one thing I miss, but I also realized the other mm. day, I actually really miss, you know, doing portraits of people as well. Mm. So that's that's my fourth goal to do a to do a fashion shoot in the, in the first that's six awesome. months this year. I think yeah, I think you. Uh, I've seen some of your portrait work. You've sent it to me before, and I was really 
blown away. I was like, oh, I didn't know that this was like part of your like repertoire and My like repertoire. what you do. Your repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, that makes me really excited. And obviously if you ever want to shoot anyone, I am uh, keen because yeah, I like to, yes, I am. And we had a little mo- modeling uh, po- portrait, you know, session in our last we uh, did. meetup and that was we pretty did. fun. And you looked really professional with like the um, external oh, flash yeah, yeah. and everything like yeah. you're real but then David i say Bailey, you're so. a tiger you're a tiger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um mr matt jones listening in thailand was giving me a bit of crap about it he said it was worth it was watching that worth watching that video just for my 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 handling techniques of the model you know not not, not physical handling just yeah, my yeah. direction yep. techniques of the model yep there was a couple um, of funny comments about that actually yeah oh, really yeah people people enjoyed or oh, someone just said um i'm not sure if he's australian he definitely listens to the podcast i can't remember yeah. his name his handle on youtube but he said that he the beach session like where i was turning yeah, yeah. And you were telling me and i was like oh oh, oh this way this yeah. way um, he said that that reminds him of when he's trying to photograph his wife and it's oh, just yeah. like back yeah. and forth and, yeah. you know, yeah. And then they finally get the shot kind of thing. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I think people enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah and of course fun. the video we're referring to listeners, of course, I think I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago, but it is of course, Lucy's uh, GA645 video where we, uh, Lucy and Lux come up to where I live and um, we, we did a nice little shoot. It was a very, very hot day. Uh, back, oh back yeah, we used to have sunshine a couple of weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it, it is sunny though here today, to be fair. But uh, yeah, okie dokie. So that's our fourth goal. Fourth goal knocked over. Um, God, we, this is exactly what we I did with Matthew Joseph yesterday. We we had twenty five <laughs> entries to get through, and it took us two and a half hours because we kept going, yes. kept going that sideways. Taken, that would have so, taken so long. If you would like to support this podcast, why not buy our dad a coffee? Visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. And buy him a coffee for just $3. We're up to our fifth goal. Okay. So my fifth goal, Matthew, is to acquire and shoot a half frame camera. Oh, awesome. Yes. That's a great one. Yes. Great one. People, yeah, people have been like, it's probably the most recommended thing to me on yeah. YouTube. Like I get so many comments. People say, oh, you should try out like half frame. Like I think you'd really like it. You yeah. know, you say you like having 36 shots like and you get 72. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it goes into, because it's cutting the negative in half. Is that right? Like. Yeah, so with a half frame camera, uh, you know, back in the day, back in the '60s, half frame camera, a lot of half frame cameras came out then. They were very popular mm-hmm. because 35 okay. mil film was really expensive, you know, and the average consumer, you know, couldn't really afford to shoot that much film. You know, they couldn't afford yep. to shoot it. But if you, they created half frame cameras where basically the camera is only exposing half a frame, half of that 35 mil frame at a time, then it's moving on to the second half. And then it's, so you're actually getting 72 images per per roll of 36. So it's very economical. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. I was going to say the other thing, of course, is that the artistic choice behind it is that you get these things called diptychs, which is like, you you know, on a frame of 35 mil film, you get these two images. And the idea behind Mm. that is you try and shoot, 
you know, complementary kind of subjects, whether they're completely different oh, or similar. Or, yeah. So you then you have that idea of then publishing this this diptych. You're not just, you, I mean, you can just shoot and, and publish individual half frame photos, but a lot of people like to yeah. do the diptych, the two photos. Now, just a, a tip here for you. This is something I found out the hard way is when you, I know you that you send your, your film out to get Devon scanned. When you, yep. when you get it scanned, have a chat to the lab about how they scan the film because one of the labs that I used to use, they, they scanned every, for every half frame individually. That's how, I think just how their scanner did it. So you, I ended up okay. with a box of 72 images and I went back to them and I said, oh, I, I thought you'd just, you just scan it normally. Do the whole, do, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, do one yeah. frame of 36. Mm. I'd, I'd get 36 images and each image would have the two images in that's it. Two. No. Yep. And that's, that's actually what okay. I wanted. I wanted the 36. The dip, I wanted the diptychs. I wanted the, the 36 yep. two image by two images, but they scanned 72 individual images, which is not really what I wanted. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that's good to know. I was going to yeah. ask you about developing. Is it the same price too? Like they're not charging you uh, for... It depends on the lab. It depends on the lab. Um I think some some do charge extra for certain things, but a lot of lot don't. Uh, okay. So yeah, just have a chat to your lab about that. But certainly, yeah, that's what that's what I found. I, I found uh, sort of had this weird conversation with them, like um, I, I wanted diptychs, and I'm like, what the hell's a diptych? And I'm like, well, I wanted the two. I've never heard images. of that before. I'm gonna write that down. Write that down. That's a that's a good tip. <laughs> well, I, I didn't serious. know what a diptych was a few years ago either. So we all yeah. we all learn this stuff. We live so, and we learn. Yeah. But so. In saying this, Matt, I know that you have a half frame camera. I do. So I, do. I would <laughs> so I would like to borrow one of yours, sure. if that's okay, in 2022 to see if I if I like it. Gel and with then it. I will yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'll look for one and um and and hopefully pick one up. Absolutely. Sounds good. Awesome. I have, Thank you. I've got my I've got a pen FT. Yeah, that's the one I've heard a lot about. I also have this bad boy as well, Ooh, which is very, very basic. Very, it's very yeah. cute, but it's very basic. It's the Hello Kitty yeah. golden. Oh, it's so it's cute. Actually, it's actually a bit of a cult camera. It's um, it's made by yeah, Superheads, the, the Japanese company Superheads. Mm. Uh, so it's got a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a cult following that one, the golden half. Very cute. Yes. Okay. All right. So that was my fifth goal. Um, shoot. Borrow Matt's half frame camera. Um, yes. What's your what's your go- uh, fifth goal, Matt? Well, I will match your your goal, uh, and my goal is to shoot some of my infrared film. Uh, so I have yeah. quite a few rolls of infrared film. I have, I think I've got two rolls of black and white Kodak black and white film. I've got two rolls of color infrared film Kodak in box. Yeah, and I've got yeah. three rolls in various formats of Aerochrome. And I sort of bought mm-hmm. them all a while ago, a couple of years ago, and I've, they've stayed in my fridge in the dark. Mm. And I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm too scared to shoot them, but um, I certainly haven't shot them yet. And I, I just want to shoot one. I'm just like, you know, it's, it's not going to get any better sitting in the fridge for years. So I need to get out and shoot it. So Definitely. what I did was I actually was actually thinking about shooting it through my pen FT because I thought, well, I've got 72 images. If I shoot my Aerochrome in a half frame camera, I've got 72 goes mm. at it. So if there's a really beautiful yes. scene... I could actually meter it, you know, one stop under, one stop over and just and yep. make some notes and work out how it went. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've got 72 shots to play around with. And then I got some good tips from Rob Wellman. Um, he yes, was on the I was show. just going to say that. Yeah, you're yeah. pretty much like all set with like that episode was so good. Like he gave such good advice yep. and like concise, like really specific things to 
do and not to do for shooting that film, which I feel would take away a lot of the anxiety, you know? Absolutely. And one of his good tips I never thought of was to get Aerochrome processed as C41. Like, it, you know, it is... The, the original process of Aerochrome was like a slide-like process. I think it was AR5 or some weird name of it. But then okay. these days you get Aerochrome processed as a slide as in the E6 process. Yep. And he was saying, well, actually, if, if you're not sure about how the film has been stored, get it processed as a print in the print process, C41, because that mm -hmm. gives it a bit more latitude. So that was a really yep. good tip as well. Such um, a good tip. Now, the only problem is I two problems occurred so the other the other the other contender for my aerochrome shooting was my nikon fm3a so both of these are manual cameras one is the, the, the pen ft is from the 1960s the fm3a is is more recent of course but yeah what happened was i went to go shoot with my pen ft i have i've got all the filters for it i went to go shoot with my pen ft and the meter wasn't working and i was like i really like the inbuilt meter of the pen ft i don't you can use it without if the meter doesn't work but i really like the metering i think it's great i think it works really well all you've got mm -hmm. to do is basically do your composition and manual focus the lens you know because it'll tell you oh it's you yeah need, you need exposure number four and you just put the lens to number four or you need exposure number two and you do the lens to number two so it's a really so easy. easy way yeah it's a really fun really uh intuitive way of, of shooting a camera you know it's telling you Definitely. what number to match up and you match it up it, it's so simple sounds perfect for me <laughs> well i think it's perfect for both of us but the only yeah. problem was it wasn't working and i actually had a, this is actually my second pen ft my first one the meter stopped working and i sold it uh because i i want one that works so but yeah so then i was worried oh my gosh is my pen ft this one broken as well like my i gotta have to sell this one and buy another one that with the meter works and yeah. a lot of the meters don't work but i actually bought um I, a battery it takes a weird battery out i bought a new battery and it's okay mm -hmm. it was just a battery die. Oh. But then with my Nikon FM3A, I thought, well, maybe I should just shoot a roll in my Nikon FM3A. And the lens broke. The lens, the, the actual 50 mil oh lens, my God. the ball bearing in the lens just oh broke no. and doesn't work. So I've now got to buy a new lens for my Nikon because I haven't got yep. a, a lens yep. at all for my Nikon. So I feel like in a way I'm, I'm trying to, you know, yeah, get the pen FT kind of sorted out. bad omens there. Yeah. The I know. Like every time you go to I do know. it, you keep getting, I know. Yeah. I get disaster, but hopefully I'll crack that. <laughs> so that was, that was my fifth goal. Are we up to, is that right? Have you done five? Five. Yeah. We're up to five. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I'd love to see uh, what you do with, um, with Aerochrome, Matt. It's such an awesome film. And I think we mm. kind of hang on to that stuff, like, because, you know, oh, it's so hard to get or it's expensive and, yep. and then it just sits in your fridge and it's like, you know, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in like using what you have and not letting it just, yeah, sit there. So looking forward to your aerochrome shots. So we're now up to your number six. Number six. I feel like this is kind of boring, but it has to be done. Um, I My sixth goal is to sort out and organize my like photo storage on my computer because Excellent. it's kind of just everywhere. And especially yeah. when you're making videos, you really want to know where everything is or if you want to refer back to an old video and put a, a photo in or, mm. you know, just, yeah, sort of labelling and putting them all into some sort of system. Uh, I do feel like this goal could end up being my partner's goal because... Uh, <laughs> Delegation. Delegation. <laughs> outsource yeah i'll just yeah. handball that one over to, to him um yeah i just i don't feel productive when i'm just like sitting there doing something like that like i'd rather be doing something creative obviously but i think that um my workflow could be a lot better if all of that was organized so i just need to just and what's just your do current it. system what do you currently do uh it's just all on so we've got everything on our phones and then in the cloud but um both our lap like mac laptops are pretty old so 
Uh, my partner's got like a PC computer. Um, yeah. So it's all on there and just in folders, kind of some of it's named, some of it's not named. And then some stuff's Lightroom? just. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, we do. Yep. Did you organize um, any of your files through Lightroom or? Um, I, I think we've got some of some of them organized in there, but not like in any kind of like really structured yeah. way. So yeah, just need to go through and do that. Do you have any tips? You sound like you're. Not really. I mean, I, my film lab scans are fairly well organized. So I have, uh, I have a folder in my pictures drive on my Mac with called film lab scans and all my, every time I get some scans back from the lab, they go in there and then I name mm-hmm. them the camera and the film. So, you know, Olympus Pen That's FT, a good idea. Yeah. I'm a Chrome Purple. Yep. Uh, the only then I import them into Lightroom, so I've got all my film ones in one Lightroom catalog. However, I, I really I think my film ones I'm relatively organised with in, in terms of that. So I import them in Lightroom and I have them all, and I, and I can sort. I, every time I import them, I I put the name of the camera and the name of the film, so I can just go back later and shoot a search for Ektar and all the Ektar ones that come up. Ektar so ones I'm, are there, yeah. In that microcosm, I'm fairly well organised with the film ones. However, across my whole spectrum of photos, I am completely just disorganized because once a long time ago Lightroom used to be really slow the more photos you put in I think they've improved it but Mm. it used to be slow so I got into this habit of creating different catalogs for Lightroom and basically the idea is people come some some people are very passionate about this some people say yeah create different catalogs for different reasons other people say that is completely defeats the purpose of Lightroom you should have everything in the same catalog so I'm, I'm kind of at a crossroads myself where I find it it's almost too daunting for me to to tackle though but I feel mm. like I need to do a bit of research myself and, and work out what the best thing to do is. What the best thing to do is. Yeah, we probably do as well. Um, and it's probably going to be slightly different for like, yeah, different people. But it's definitely something I need to get uh, get onto. Yeah. Awesome. So my next one, again, I'm going to mirror yours. My sort of one, it's just sort of the same, along the same vein about sorting things out. Is it, but it's mm. more to do with my my cameras. I I still have a lot of cameras, and so my my next goal is to continue to thin the herd in twenty twenty two. So I probably sold, okay. I think I sold about sixty cameras last year, twenty twenty one. I sold about wow. sixty cameras. Yeah. So, but I still <laughs> you have, have so many. I still have a lot. I mean, you can see on that shelf up there behind me. I've got that one, that shelf there. Yeah. It's probably. I don't. Well, when when we came shoots. to your. When we yeah. came to your house, I was like, oh my God. And like, like your, Aladdin's your wife, cave. Your, I know. And your wife was just looking at me like, oh, <laughs> you know, like they're just, and I thought my partner was bad, but yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. definitely could get rid of some for sure. What's the thing? Like, because you think when you start a podcast or YouTube or whatever, you think, well, I'll keep on to that camera because mm. I want to do a review of that camera because this camera yeah. might blow up and might be the next new thing. And if I buy this out for 60 bucks, and mm. uh, yeah, I could have used that camera for a, a video or so that that's the Definitely. problem for this is that you you kind of hang on to things for that. Yeah. But I I think some of the cameras are just like I'll never shoot them. And yeah, but sometimes it the other thing is this, like I've got a really nice contacts camera. It's the old style contacts camera, the old German contacts kind of camera. Okay. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What is it? It's a um I can't remember where it is now, but it's a Zeiss Icon. Sorry, it's a Zeiss Icon camera. Zeiss Icon camera. Okay. And it's a really beautiful camera. It makes a beautiful sound. I shot a roll through it once, but I, I, I mucked up when I rewound it. I exposed the film or something stupid. But some of the lenses got. I, I would just sell it, but some of the lenses have fungus. I'm like, well, it's going to be a lot of effort to describe what the lenses are like and what if someone yeah. gets it. Yeah. I haven't described it properly. It's and like, they're not oh, happy I can't with be bothered. it. And... Yeah, I yeah, can't be yeah. bothered trying to sell it. Mm-hmm. So. But I am going to try and continue to to thin the old camera herd in 2022. Yeah, 
yeah, that's probably a good uh, a good thing. And also, I like to think of it as kind of um, you're handing something over to someone. Like it could be their first film camera. I know you said you had a lot of like uh, younger people buying like the point mm. and shoots that you put up yep. last year, and then they've sort of wanted you to show them how to like put the film in yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's really exciting to like you know know that like they're just getting into it and that you know you've been able to give them a camera at like a decent price. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like I have, I have sold a lot of cameras and recently I had two, I, I've sold, I think I sold over 60 in 2022. And of all the cameras that I, I buy or acquire or test, I probably chuck out out of every, every 10, I probably chuck out three in the bin because they don't work or there's an issue or there's just some, yeah. something wrong. And then they're, they're not, people don't, I've tried to sell them for parts or give them away for parts even. And people just don't want it. No one wants a broken point and shoot really. Not many people do yeah. unless it's a big model, you know, a very well-known model. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I've been selling the ones I've had. And then recently I only sell ones that I a film test and I know work. Otherwise I won't sell it. It's too, too yep. much hassle. In the last Definitely. six weeks, I've had two come back. People have come back and, and oh, said, really? been yeah. So one of them, I suspect, to be honest, I suspect the lady dropped it or something because it, yeah. it was okay when I had it. There was a scuff yep. mark on it when it came back and I'm like, mm, I reckon she's dropped it. I did the right thing yep. though. I swapped it straight over for a, a, a similar one and she was happy. Yeah. Another okay. one though, uh, a lady on the Sunshine Coast, which is a you know hour and a half from where I live, she bought one through a friend and then a friend posted it to her and then she said, oh, there's an issue with it. And I'm like, so, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, the last yeah. thing you want to know is you yep. sold a camera to someone and there's an issue, right? And it's 100%. actually an issue... I've never heard of this issue before, but she was completely 100% correct in what she was telling me. When you, you know how you've got a zoom point and shoot and mm. you zoom in and the viewfinder zooms in and then you zoom out and right, the viewfinder automatically goes with you. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. The viewfinder of the camera was stuck at the zoomed in level. So even when you she'd zoomed all the way when out, it was all zoomed in, in through the viewfinder. Oh, no. So she couldn't yeah. frame images. Frame anything properly. Yeah. 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 So I was talking to her oh, about it. I've never it. heard of like, that either. I've never heard of it. I thought, is she like, is she making this up? Like, I'm sure she isn't. But so we met up and I said, oh, and I had a look at the camera. Like within two seconds, I said, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. And I gave her, a, I gave her money back and she was all happy. But mm. this is the thing, like when you're selling, you know, vintage equipment. Um, yeah stuff goes wrong and mm. it's, it's kind of, I'm almost getting over, overselling stuff as well, because uh, you know, the, these issues happen. So occasion it's happened twice, you know, in a yeah. year, but it, they happen close together. Yeah. yeah. It takes up a lot of your time doing that. And then, yeah, that's sort of why my, like my partner doesn't want to sell anything. Um, yeah. but that, that's what, that's what puts him off. And that's what he says to sort of, you know, that that's what deters him. And I do agree. Like, I've had a few things on eBay like that happen, not with cameras, but other things. And then, yep. you know, eBay side always sides with the buyer, yeah. um, which I under, understand, but like, you know, it's sort of like, oh, it can get a bit frustrating, but um, yeah, but yeah, two out of uh, 60, 60 or whatever you said, it's pretty good, pretty good hit yeah. rate. That's right. Yeah. Cool. So right. we're on to our number seven ones now. We're in the home stretch, are we? Almost. Almost. Yes. Almost. Okay. So... <laughs> So number seven for me is to print more of my Ooh, work. Very yeah, good. it's not something I do really at all. I did used to get the the prints like when I'd get, you know, my yeah, photos yeah, developed yeah. and then I sort of stopped doing that um, and it was just like, you know, dev and scan. Mm -hmm. um, but my mum recently asked me for some photos for her wall because they've oh, just nice. painted yeah. um, and it's all, it's kind of this like sage green colour and mm -hmm. um, she saw some of my photos with like, you know, those sort of pictures where it's like, uh, hopefully mine aren't as generic as that, but like 
palm trees and a white wall kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. sort of thing, you know. Uh, she saw some of those that I'd taken. Did she commission you? Them, oh, I thought she so. commissioned you to shoot some for her. Well, she said to me, if you want to, um, yeah, like she said, I'll pay you. But I said, no, no, just pay for some. I'm going to shoot uh, a whole roll with the intention of like sort of printing. So I'll yeah. obviously get them scanned in like high res and yep. do all of that and go through that process. And uh, my dad um, makes like frames. He's oh, real nice. handy. So wow. and he's going to paint paint them. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see them mm. framed and like on a wall. I know it's my mum's wall. Your mum's always your biggest fan. But um yeah, I'm That's excited awesome. to uh, see what it's like to see your work printed like in a big size and then I'm hoping that'll push me to um, print more of my work just to, to even just for me just to look at, you know, Excellent. and obviously with the zine, I know a lot of people mm. print small size and then have it all in front of you so you can kind of see what it looks like and laid out yep. like next to each other and stuff like that. So and who are you going to um, yeah. use for your printing? Do you know who you're going to use for that? Or I don't, I don't know. I really like, literally, I don't know anything about uh, printing. I've just started selling prints through Darkroom, um, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I've spoken to you before. That's really good because it's like they use a third-party printing mm. service that's near near the person that's buying the print, so it makes the postage cheaper, um, which is a really good way for like beginners to sell their prints. Mm. I think. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I had to, you know think about the crop and then make sure that like you know the resolution was right and all that sort of stuff so um that was new for me and mm. yeah i'd like to know uh, a bit more about it but do you have any recommendations for like anywhere to print um i don't really i guess i do but i don't know a lot about it i did i did go through a period where people were buying some of my digital images of this of mm -hmm. uh, like the southern toowoomba and sunflower sort of area and warwick and all that kind of thing so i sold quite a few well not a few i probably sold like eight or ten prints and okay. I, the, the yeah, thing awesome. was like i wasn't even trying to sell them people would just get contact me about them uh because i yeah. had a i had some photos featured by one of the local tourism people and they, they got in contact That's with awesome. me that way yeah. yeah so yeah. i used i like there's a company in brisbane called brilliant prints uh brilliant and i prints. they a lot of professional photographers do use them for for portrait sessions and okay. they do a whole load of stuff they do they do canvases which I don't, i'm not really a fan of canvas but they do canvases no, neither they do, am I. no yeah. but they do prints they do frame prints they do all sorts of stuff but i'm sure you know i think recently there was actually a, a thread in one of the facebook groups someone asked about printing work and there's a whole load of people come back with, with okay. um, recommendations. I'm sure all different photographers in Australia would recommend different people. But yeah, I was really yep. happy with uh, Brilliant Prints. They're over at um, okay. probably about 40 minutes from where I live. And I just went over and had a look at their factory or little factory office space. And I picked mm -hmm. up stuff and they do freight as well, obviously across Australia. But they, they yeah, seem okay. like a really good, like I'm also on their Facebook page. Like um, I follow their group or whatever it is. And they really like, they seem to have really good customer service. They're really responsive to people and so I really like a good sign. I probably use them again because I, I'm a big, as mm. you know, I'm a big fan of customer oh, you, service. Yep. <laughs> I heard in your, <laughs> in your recent episode there. Yep. Yes. yes yeah. Indeed. It is important. It is. Yeah. If you're going to start something, you know, like that, that's a service, like, yeah, yeah. that's a, a big part of it. I agree with you. For Did sure. you listen right, to the end of that friends. road trip episode? I'm just past where you're talking about, uh, you've been to like the apple, uh, oh, apple yeah. juice. Something's fun. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm up to there. That's where I'm up so to. So the road I've trip to episode. To like 10 minute increments because it's like something always happens. And like the only alone time I get is like, I'm about to go, you know, have a shower and I've got that, like the, 10 minutes. So it's like 10 minutes of Matt's podcast. Translation. 
your road trip episode is so boring. I can only listen to 10 minutes at a time before I fall asleep. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Matt, not at all. I love uh, hearing all your, well, that, you know, little adventures and... Uh, little boring adventures. But the, the thing is, there's actually a mention of you towards the end of that episode, I think. I think is there? I, can't, I can't remember all the episodes seem to go into one, but I think I think I do mention yep. you and Lux towards the end of that one. Okay, so okay. we better we better crack on because this yep. hour recording session is an hour and a half already. Uh, so what okay. are we up to? We're up to numbers uh, number, one, two, three, four. Five, so you're seven. number seven. My number seven. Yep. Now my number seven is uh, and long time listeners of the show will be sick of me saying this, but this is the year. This is the year, listeners. I'm going to shoot my Bronica SQA. I brought this beautiful medium format camera a few years ago. I was buying some Natura film a few, probably about three years ago. I was buying some Natura mm-hmm. film just when it become discontinued. Uh, I was buying it off a friend of mine in Melbourne. And I said, oh, you know, I'm, I bought all his stock of Natura, about 10, 12 rolls. I said, oh, what else you got? And he said, oh, I've got a Bronica SQA. And I'm like, SQA, it's like a square square format, medium format camera. And I was like, I've got a roller flex. I don't really want another square camera. But I said, oh, yeah, tell yeah. me about it. And he said, oh, it's, it's got the, the prism viewfinder. It's got this lens and that lens. And it's really nice. And, uh, um, you know, you can have it. For, I think he sold it to me for $350 or something. Or okay. something like that and i was like yeah i don't really want it but I, you know, it seems like a good deal okay i'll just buy it so i yep. bought it three three and a half years ago and it's sat in my home office ever since um which is such a waste because it is a beautiful yeah camera. the one positive thing is it has got up in value a little bit since then uh so, so if investment. i want to shift it on yeah i'll make a bit mm. of a capital gains a bit of a capital gain don't tell the tax man i don't want to pay any tax on that um but there you go so my my goal oh, is to shoot my Veronica dropped out a little bit there Oh, sorry. So yeah, my my goal is to shoot the Bronica SQA this year, in in the first awesome. three months of this year, no less. Okay, all right. I think you can do that, Matt. I think you can load it up and shoot it. You can do it. You can do all it. Right. Yes. So my no, up to number eight. So my eighth goal is to finish uh, Susan Sontag's book ah, on photography. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you have you read Have you read this, Matt? It's a book that always comes up when you search for photography photography mm. book susan sodtag on photography and i think i flicked through it once in the bookstore and i looked at it and this is like from a 10 second look at the book i was like oh my gosh i would i'd fall asleep if i read that but tell me more <laughs> i think i believe it is very that's well okay. re- i believe it is that, very well fine. regarded though and it's there's no slight on susan sontag i'm i'm sure it's a very <laughs> interesting susan. book yeah um no that's fine i like it's not, i don't think it would be for everyone um I, so I got it for Christmas and I have oh, sorry. read, <laughs> it's okay. I've you're obviously, read you're obviously on the naughty list if someone gifted you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on page 23, so I really haven't progressed much through it and I need to, yeah. Between, that and, the road to po- it. between that and the road trip <laughs> oh, podcast, <laughs> it's been a terrible Christmas New Year, hasn't it? <laughs> Just trying to push through all these things. No, not, all a, not at all. All this stuff people have foisted upon you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no, it's really, I'm really not selling it. It's, no, it's really good. I, I really like, um, it's quite academic or um, and very sort of philosophical. I really like reading. <laughs> Matt Murray's falling asleep. I really like stuff like that. Um, yeah. I love really overanalyzing something and getting really like deep into yeah. it where it becomes where it's not even really about photography almost, which I kind of, I, I yeah, like that. You dig. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just, a, um, she's talking a lot about from the 23 pages that I've read, she's talking a lot about um, the ethics of photography, okay. like kind of how we talk about street photography and it's like, is it, 
okay to shoot someone without their consent or um another thing that comes up is like you know people like to document like you know the the streets and homeless people and it's like is that you know yeah is it exploitative of you know their situation same with like abandoned um like places you know like um places like detroit that really fell apart yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then people sort of labeled it as like pornography almost because it's like you shouldn't be photographing it. And there's lots of, you know, I find that stuff really interesting. Hmm. Um, there's a lot to to go into there. So I feel like she she delves into those um topics and it, you know, like puts it together really well. So whilst it's a hard read, I think it'll be uh very valuable and I'm excited to just get through. Oh, I need to just make some time. <laughs> I'm excited to, I'm excited to finish it. <laughs> I need to you similar to how you've said an hour a day that you're going to yeah, put into yeah. your projects if i read for half an hour every it's like night punishment, it's, isn't it? <laughs> it's like punishment yeah it's very catholic no so uh, ha- half an hour at the you know before bed read it and yeah it are there any pictures Get Susan the out of the way are there any pictures in the book <laughs> no, no i'll show you i'll show you a, book. Not a single photo i'll show you a book hang on just wait for a sec Okay, so th- that's what put me off, I think. I-, I looked through it and I thought there's no images in that book that put me off. So this is probably more my, more my kind of book. Have you seen this? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have so seen that. So this is yep. How yep. I Make Photographs by Joel Mayer- Mayerowitz. So he's Ma- Mayer- Mayerowitz, yeah, that's I don't know. One, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's actually full of images and, and there's some text in there. That's probably my thing to sort of look at images yep. and-, and think of the words. What the description of the book you just gave was actually quite interesting. There are some interesting topics in there. So I'll be be looking forward to getting the Cliff's Notes version of, of Susan Sontag's book from you. But that neatly segues into my next goal. Gosh, I can't actually believe we didn't we didn't the uh, synergy here. The synergy. Just... There was no collusion, was there, between us? No. Uh, and yet, um, we are doing very similar things here. So my my next one uh, is to make better use of the books and courses that I've already bought. So I have a stack of books. I've got a few mm-hmm. online courses that I've bought, which kind of don't expire. And I, I feel like this one here, for example, I bought it. I wanted it. I bought it. It was 20 bucks or whatever it was. This uh, Joel Meyerwitz book, or Meyerwitz or whatever his name is. And I bought it. I looked through it. I put, oh, that looks really good. I'll put that in the shelf over there and I'll read that one day. And I just don't read them. Yeah. So I, I do want to make better use of the books and courses I've already got. That is my goal number. Is it number eight? Number eight. Yeah, that's a that's great, great goal. goal. So go back yeah, to all I the think, stuff I've got. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah, really good. Especially um, I've never done like an online course or bought any mm-hmm. courses, but I do see them. I feel like it's quite a flooded market at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and everyone's like, you know, make your online course. But um, yeah. I do see some that I'm like, uh, like on Skillshare or mm. there's Alex Soth, the photographer, Alex yeah, Soth, yeah, who yeah. I don't actually, Magnum. I don't know a whole lot about him, but yeah, he's got a, um, a course that he put out or something like that that I saw a snippet of uh, someone mm. reviewing on YouTube and I thought oh, I would actually like to like I would pay for this and, and just enjoy it you know so yeah excellent well, yeah I did one of the Magnum courses one of the Magnum street photographer and I'm not a big street photographer mm. but I, I did enjoy it but do you yep. also get uh, I've been flooded with ads from Domestica have you seen their courses Domestica no I've never heard so of that they're a I think they're a Portuguese perhaps company and so okay. a lot of their a lot of their courses I started I started getting ads from them about a year ago and a lot of their a lot of their courses are really artsy design kind okay. of ones 
And yeah, cool. I started getting ads from the, in, in my feed from them ages ago. And I, I clicked on them a few times. And of course, once you click on an ad, you keep getting them over oh, yeah, and over that's again. It. <laughs> Long story short is I actually bought some domestic courses. They were like 12 to $12 for a course. Right? Oh, wow. That's and really good. I, I used to be on Creative Live and I had a subscription for Creative Live, but there's some really good stuff on Creative Live. The problem with Creative Live is I felt was basically there's it, they're basically three day courses and there's like hours and hours and hours. Like, it's like for some of the courses, like mm. 40, 50 hours. And I, as, I'm not even That's a big so YouTube daunting. watcher. Yeah, I'm not even a big YouTube watcher. How am I going to get 40 hours to uh, sit in front of a computer and watch a course? Domestic yep. courses are a lot, like, like two to three hours. And it's all stuff like, um, mm. it's a lot stuff. more digestible. Yeah, like, it's like time. Stuff like there's one on uh tiktok tiktok for creatives and there's photography yeah, awesome. courses and there's design courses and there's ones about um design you know, like like i'm looking through their the website now um yeah. you know design and build a resin lamp i have no idea what a resin lamp oh, is but that's so um, cool i decorative, love resin, like and, you love yeah. this place. decorative uh, buttercream yeah, flowers for cake design i mean it's all very it's, yeah. it's all stuff like design uh, adobe illustrator it's all very and they're all very well they're all very bright all the, all the way they've mm. shot them. Um, yep. So I, I would definitely, I've, I've got no affiliation with Domestica. But, oh, well, uh, you should, because you've saw, I'm going to go straight to Domestica <laughs> after this. So <laughs> Absolutely. And they're actually, the, a lot of the courses are, some of the courses are in English, but a lot of them are du they're dubbed. They're in Spanish okay. or Portuguese and mm. they've got either subtitles or they're, or they're dubbed into English. Uh, mm. So, yeah. So um, I, I bought a few courses off them, which I'm, I'm looking awesome. forward to get. Oh, well. Thank you for the recommendation because um, it's something I have been thinking about mm. and might even might even stretch it out to 13 and just, yeah, put that Gosh, on there that I'm going to buy. <laughs> We're good at writing goals. Let's see how good we are yeah, at uh, um, filling, executing them. them. Yeah. Number nine, what's your number nine? So my number nine actually segues oh, so well into what you've just said and what we were talking about mm. is learn how to use uh, Canva. Oh, yeah. Do, yep. you, do you, yep. Um, I, I'm not very good with computers and I get frustrated really easily. And I yeah. think I need to just sort of like put that aside, just relax and be like, okay, I'm going to watch a tutorial on how to use Canva and then yep. follow the steps and just do it. And it's probably not that complicated. I just get really like my anxiety goes up and then I can't like process and mm -hmm. I just think it's really complicated. So yep. Um, yeah, I just feel like it Canva is really good for like creating thumbnails on YouTube. Yeah, sure. You know, you can use different fonts and, and that's a really important part of your video getting, you know, seen obviously. And it's a cool, fun aesthetic thing to yeah. like put together, you know, um, and reels on, on, uh, Instagram. Yep. I've made a couple of reels. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at it and I see other people's and I'm like, yours look really cool. Why don't mine look like that? Yeah. And rather than complaining about it, I feel like I could just learn how to use something like Canva or something like that. And maybe even use one of these, like, like what you said, like domestic courses and, yeah. um, you know, like, yeah, upskill in that area. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. That's great. So that was your number nine. Number nine. What's your number nine, Matt? Uh, my number nine is I've got three left. I'm working out which one to do next. I'll, I'll do my other, my, this one. I'll move that one up. Okay. So my my ninth goal is to shoot film, but with my my Godox lights. So I've got a Godox, um, some Godox speed lights. I've got a mm -hmm. Godox, like a big uh, strobe thingy. 
Okay. I bought, I bought the strobe a year ago and I've only used it once, which is really bad. It comes back to this idea of same thing with the books and the courses. I kind of buy mm. stuff. I'll, I'll get around yeah. to that. I and mean, so much going on. I, I never do it. So I feel like I should stop buying stuff. Not that I bought a lot the last few months, but I feel like I've got to try and slim down what I've got and really make use of what I've got, including shooting some film on the, of the Godox stuff. I've actually got, mm-hmm. you know, my Pentax, uh, my Pentax 645. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I've actually mm. got the, the Godox, um, there's a little trigger for the Godox. So, you know, mm-hmm. when I shot the images of you, the digital images yeah. of you, I had a trigger yep. on top of my Fujifilm camera. I've actually got the Pentax yep. one as well. And I'm planning on putting oh, awesome. the Pentax one on top of this with film in it and then having the strobe fire. Very cool. So oh, so cool. Uh, I love that. And I've also got, yeah. this also ties into my previous goal because one of the courses I bought uh, again about a year ago was Sandra Cohn's course on uh, lighting, uh, doing mm-hmm. uh, film photography with lights. So I want yeah, to go back okay. through that again. And she's she's a bit of a master of all that. So yeah, that's that was my ninth goal. That's really awesome. Yeah, we did, um, uh, I mean, it sort of ties into my, planned photography goal and of using lights um but my partner's really into he used to do like sound and lighting as a job back in the day and um yeah so he gets really excited by you know lights and he's always buying different things on amazon and Mm -hmm. on new year's eve we did a fun little shoot we used like a sunset lamp like it was a real small cheap one like you know real dinky but like it actually looked really cool and then um we also used we have a slide projector Mm -hmm. um and we cut out like sort of like gels. I saw that. Yeah. Into yeah, the yeah. Sl- yeah. That. And it was, it was my partner's idea. And cause I'd never even like really seen a slide projector or like how it works. You know, mm-hmm. my mom was like, Oh, that's how we used to look at stuff, mm. you know? So I was really interested by it. And it was interesting using it as the lighting in the shots mm-hmm. uh, came out Well, from the digital shots we got, they look really cool. So hopefully the film ones yeah. like came out and, and it looked good, but yeah, it's so interesting how different, something will look with with light or how effective yeah. it can be and like the shapes that you can make and yeah. just yeah it makes things look really dramatic or yeah I just I love it I think it's so interesting mm, absolutely lot to learn there for everyone cool oh, what's your number 10 so number 10 is to submit more of my work to like competitions mm-hmm. or um like magazines maybe like those online um yeah, yeah. kind of like instagram like you know zines sometimes they'll yeah. say i'll oh, submit your work you know via email rather than just hashtagging them and then being like oh no one's seeing me yeah. um even if it's just the it doesn't get like uh it doesn't win i think or or you know or get published i think it's good to just be in the practice of mm-hmm. um se- sending your work out there and yeah then not not feeling really disappointed learning how to like pitch not pitch yourself but sort of you know being yeah, proud yeah. of what you've done and like putting some images together and being like, I think this is really great. And, you know, they would suit your thing or, or just having the courage to enter like a competition that you think that you, you know, you probably, maybe you won't win, but like you just give it a go mm. because if you don't do it, then, you know, you're not going to win if you don't enter. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a little, yeah. One of my little goals for the year. Excellent. I, I must admit, I, fit, I, I used to enter quite a few digital competitions and mm. I feel like after a while, I kind of, I got a couple of, you know, like, I don't know what the word is, special mentions or, or commendations yeah. or whatever the word, but yep. I felt like, I don't know, it's interesting. I was listening to um, Eric on All Through a Lens podcast, Eric and Vanya, of course, mm. to the All Through a Lens podcast. And Eric was sort of saying mm, it's great. Um, that 
you know, competitions, and I'm not bagging anyone who goes for competitions, and I'm not, I'm certainly not trying to dampen your this goal here. I think, it, you, mm. I think you actually you have a lot of success with this because I I see all the time that you uh, get shout outs from those Instagram kind of um, accounts and magazines that do that. So I think it's yeah, fantastic. Yep. And you should go for it. But Thank I, you. something that uh, Eric said on one of his podcasts or their podcast was. Um, he said something along the lines of, you know, photography, you know, it's art. How can art be a competition? Something like I'm, I'm doing a mm. really bad paraphrasing. Yeah. You know, art yeah, isn't yeah. a competition. How can your art be in competition against someone else's art? And mm. so I felt maybe it's because I never won anything. I, I didn't really win much in those competitions, <laughs> but I kind of, in a way, I feel like that you, sh- you do, when you, when you have a cracking image and you enter it and you don't win and you see the other image at one and, and you're not, mm. not having bad vibes towards that person, but you're thinking, how did that image win? I mean, even that image that mm. come third is better than the image that come first. And mm. so you kind of go through this process of, well, what, what were the judges looking for? What were they thinking? What were, you, you know what I mean? And it, it yeah. does come down. It, it comes back down to when we judge competitions on this podcast you know i've judged um the the purple competition with kate i judged this broctastic one with roxana i judged fantastic one with matthew and Mm. really it is down to what the judges feel the judges subjective feelings about images Mm. and there's no there really isn't any right or wrong uh you know answers to these things because for example if you had been judging the purple competition with me we could have come up with a completely different winner than kate and i so i I think i think it's great to get your work if nothing else i think it's great to get your work out there by entering these things um Mm. i think you you do have to have a mechanism though for handling that you know that potential disappointment maybe yeah definitely i think that's sort of why that's almost why i want to 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 do it because sometimes especially on um youtube like you look and you're like similar to what you've just said where you're like oh that person won but like i think the third image is better and like i'll be on youtube yeah. and i'll be like i don't understand why that's had like a hundred thousand views and then something i've done or someone else like jamie maldonado or someone like that's done this and it's only got this many views but yeah yeah i, I mean there's so many factors that go into yeah. that and it's not like a personal attack on you no, no one premeditated that they were going to watch this and not watch this yeah, you know yeah. so I think we need to like kind of just, yeah, get rid of that. And I'm hoping if I just sort of put put everything out there and then it's like if something comes back, that's a yeah, bonus. That's but I'm proud of proud of myself for having like the courage to yeah to, to submit it and then deal with the fact that no, like no, no one chose that. And that's okay because yeah. I, I still really like those images. So, yeah. yeah uh, to be fair, I still do enter my you know images here and there like for zines and mm. stuff like that so it's not as if I don't do it anymore but certainly yeah. I felt I think I feel, I feel like in a way I, when I was talking about my disappointment before I was mainly in the digital area and I feel like that's what pushed me back into film a bit because I felt mm. like a lot of the images that were within the competitions people had meticulously worked in photoshop and lightroom mm. on the and I'm not bagging them for that yeah you know they're, they're trying to make their images the best they can but I, mm. to me, I don't do a lot of that. And I, I mm. perhaps that's what pushed me back into film, that more simple process. Definitely. And then it becomes more of like that sort of area becomes more about like, is this a competition of photography or your editing. skills on yeah, editing yeah. and Photoshop? Cause my skills in that are like extremely low. Um, you know, I'll do a little bit to a photo, mm. like, a, a, you know, my photography, but I like film in the fact that I don't have to do all that stuff and I don't have yeah. to be like, connecting the camera up to you know like yeah. film is simple and and it's good for me because I'm not good with computers and all that sort of stuff it feels more uh just centered on just the photograph it's yeah. got that authenticity so yeah definitely I can see how that would have driven you back to film I sit at a computer for my work you know 37 hours a week or whatever I when I 
go out and take photos for fun. I, I don't want to then take the photos, but then that's only half the job. You've got to come home. You've got to put the memory card in the computer, yeah. put them into library, mm. make sure you've got enough hard disk space, import yeah. them. Then you've got to like, yeah. tag them and label them. And then you've got to oh, mark them, which ones you like. You go, it is. And when you get the, the scans back from the, from the lab, I mean, you know, four times out of five, I won't do anything with them. And yeah. the, the other times yeah. that I do something, I might just slightly straighten an image or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I do. Or like the highlights, because I tend to shoot like, midday you know um so sometimes things are a little bit blown out but like yeah. can be sort of re recovered but yeah, that's sure. like pretty much the, the only thing not that you can't do more than that like anyone do what i think people should do what they want with their images but yeah yeah absolutely. Yeah. so on to my number 10 my number 10 is do more camera reviews so mm, matt loves cameras in the early days i did a lot of camera reviews and then in 2021 i did not do a single camera review on my podcast so i can't believe that well i think i don't know what it is i think did it just sort of thing, get away from you like, i think i wanted to branch out into different things and i had more guests on mm, which is, is fantastic and, mm, and certainly when i've got more guests on you know the i dream of cameras guys i think i've, I've got the record for the the most listened to episode the first time they come on the show in last may i think lucy lumen's got the i think you've got the one day record from when you came on the first what? the first day record was over you know well over 300 downloads for that that first awesome. day for your episode the That's the so mats good. love cameras when there was four three mats and me we had four mats uh, oh, yeah. I, was like, I was talking to Matthew Joseph yesterday and I said, uh, to be honest, I expected that episode to bomb. It's actually <laughs> the second most listened to episode ever. Uh, really? So, yeah. I think it must be the, the swearing and the potty mouth behavior. Um, so I said, yep. uh, so reluctantly, I said to Matthew yesterday, I said, I'll have to get you guys back on for, back you know, on, yeah. chase those ratings, get, get the mats back on. Get the uh, mats back on. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, but I think, I don't know what it is. I think sometimes you know, you hear people say, uh, we don't, I don't do reviews on our YouTube or I don't do reviews on my podcast, but, mm. and there is a lot of work doing a camera review, but I, I do, I do want to get back to doing some of the camera reviews. So yeah, look, look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to that. I really enjoy your, uh, camera reviews. I liked your, the Canon waterproof one. Oh yeah. yeah What's yeah. it called? The, yeah. When I got, I got that uh, camera. Prima AS one. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's I, called I the A1 as well. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to your, um, your episode on that straight afterwards and it made me really excited to shoot it so yeah and i have a gas. video coming up on that yes yep yeah. oh no you already had it though yeah. didn't you you already had it i i i got it in like a bundle yeah for like 50 yeah. bucks i got like oh, 10 wow. chips and then that was in there oh my and gosh. yeah i know yeah score one of those rare scores awesome so all right on to number 11 for you number number 11 says so the last goal <laughs> so uh my 11th goal is to discover more sort of lesser known photographers that mm -hmm. uh yeah haven't had the sort of recognition that they deserve and then to showcase them on like yeah the channel and you know anywhere anywhere else maybe on the podcast like get people yeah. on and um talk about their work and yeah because i sometimes feel like we're all talking about the same sort of photographers you know like yeah, sure. on, on youtube like everyone's reviewing the same sort of photo book or you can get caught up like on one person like mm. i'm a really big Eggles eggleston fan so, you know, I look at his work a lot and then I sort of neglect like uh, other um, books that I have. Like I have this book. I don't know if he's really well known. He probably is, but I'll just ask you, maybe, you know, I think he's Australian. His name's Lewis Morley. Does that oh, ring a bell to you? No. I mean, that's good because maybe he is unknown, but um, it's all black and white stuff. Uh, yeah. I bought it at like, there's a, in some of the shopping centers, you know, those 
uh, stalls where there's books and they're all $2 or, you know, they're really yeah. cheap. Um, I, I got it there and I, I looked at it. I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then I flipped through and the photos were awesome. So I thought I'll grab it and I've been yeah. meaning to, you know, go through it and be like, who, who, who is he? And like, what did he do? Um, I think it was in the 60s or the 70s maybe because there's some pictures of Jean Shrimpton who was David yes. Bailey's uh, yeah. missus. So, mm-hmm. so he must have been somewhat well-known to be shooting people of that sort of uh, status. But, yeah, some of the, um, like, there's a, quite a few photos in there that, like I was really drawn to that were just sort of of like mundane sort of things not Mm. not not portraiture so yeah maybe it's something I'll um feature on the channel but yeah I was just wondering if you'd heard of him no but I'm just looking him up now and yeah I mean he's got a wikipedia article and okay he received the OAM which is the order of the OAM what's OAM order of the I don't know some Australian I shouldn't we should (laughs) know this we're Aussies the order of Australia the order of Australia one of our the order of Australia order of Australia uh he had yeah he, he did a lot of work in the UK so yeah uh, okay yeah wow so he's he's very accomplished he, he was a very accomplished photographer he's, mm. he's passed on now but um yeah, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be looking that up myself excellent there you go yeah so great um brilliant so what about you what's your last your my 11th, 11th goal, goal i'm very excited to tell you my 11th goal because my 11th goal is to run three competitions on matt loves cameras in 2022 so wow three the first one yeah three i know uh, i'm a glutton for punishment aren't i <laughs> <laughs> So the first one is going to be called, well, you know about the first one, you've entered it. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So fantastic has been uh, extended into 2022. The deadline for fantastic now is the 17th of April. Now for the people who've already shot a roll, there's 25 people who've already entered. If you guys wish you can enter some more entries, although I reckon most of you will probably be sick and tired of your your crappy plastic cameras. And so (laughs) one entry is enough. There's also two people yesterday when we, I actually already recorded the episode yesterday with Matthew when we, re- we reviewed the images two people's cameras mm-hmm. actually broke during their role so they're very flimsy oh, no. cameras yeah yeah but um, yes. if you if you have entered already you can enter another role if you haven't entered guys you've got until 17th of April you've got to get those images into me by the 17th of April 2022 which is Easter Sunday go along to matlovescameras.com mm-hmm. and there's details there and also a link to the entry form you can do that any any questions you can message me on instagram matt loves cameras or you can email matt loves cameras at gmail.com so that's the first one fantastic the second mm-hmm. one now i've actually already been setting i've already set you up for this one but i think you've already you've already got you already had the goods to do this anyway the second competition mm-hmm. is called expo so i think one of the gifts i gave you when we first met was a, a roll of ectochrome 64t Yes, you did. It's in my fridge. Yep. Which you have neglected to shoot so far. Very disappointed. <laughs> very disappointed. No, only joking. But I gave Matthew Joseph a roll of that as well. So that's the second competition is X-Pro. And the idea is you take some expired, well, probably you can do any X-Pro process you like really, but you know, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. is you take a roll of film and you then you get it processed in a different uh, process to what it, it should be done. So probably yes. the most popular one in terms of color is taking a uh, slide film and, and sometimes quite often mm-hmm. expired slide film. And shooting yep. that and getting it developed as C41 negative. C41, yep. Which so looks is... really cool. Like I did that after you gave me that role. Uh, oh, yeah. Because like, I thought I'll try it. I had some Vel- Velvia, I think. Yeah. Um, expired and yeah, I got it cross processed. And I, I thought, oh, I don't really think these photos are going to look that good. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. They just Have you published them? Or? So cool. No, I haven't. I've been keeping them. Yeah. And I will maybe do a video uh, on that so once I've, you know, yeah. 
that's what you do. I've got so many followers of images, but that's what I do. Mm. I shoot them and go, oh my gosh, these are great. Oh, but I'm going to do a podcast about that in three months' time. Yes. So I'll click on to it. So you never, you <laughs> never end up publishing anything. Uh, so yes. that, that's the second one, Expo, the competition. And I'll, I'll probably give more details on that later in the year. Um, well, not, yeah, not, awesome. not later, that's, later that's in the month, probably. Exciting. Yeah, so Expo. That'll probably be like to tie in with the Northern Hemisphere summer. Uh, so we'll probably started around, I don't know when we'll start it, probably March or something like that. We'll probably run it through to yep. August. I don't know, something like that. And the third yeah, one, cool. third one I'm hoping you'll take part in as well is called of Turquoise. Course. Oh, yes. So I'd love Turquoise. To take part. So I can't remember when, when is Turquoise being shipped? I can't remember now. I think is it it's mid year. June or July? June, July, yeah. something like that. I'm pretty yeah. sure you said that. Yeah. So we'll probably run that uh, from whenever it's shipped. We'll probably run that, open that up and probably you know, uh, finish it up around Halloween. I mean, to say it's shipped in June, July. I mean, yep. give people July, August, August September, October. September, October, so yeah. I'll probably finish that up around Halloween, that one. Uh, so there's, there's three competitions. Pantastic ending the 17th of April. The Expro yep. one will probably end around August. And then the the Turquoise one, you know, assuming that Lomography shipped their film out on time, we'll probably yeah. finish that up around Halloween. So that's that's my three competitions for 2022. They sound really, really, really cool. And I I reckon you can do all three of those. Like fantastic. You've already got some submissions. And um, yeah, Turquoise, I'm super, super excited. I'm super excited to shoot that film. I've never shot it before. Yeah. And you've got like heaps of it on the way. So I have. I'll be I'll be selling that. I'll be selling about half of it to to some Australian customers who who want to buy it at cost price. And um yep, yeah, let sure. me know if anyone in Australia wants a roll of it. I'll probably have I can't remember how many I bought now, but I bought. I it was like three hundred dollars. Three hundred US dollars worth. I can't even remember how many rolls it was. I think it's twenty odd rolls in thirty-five mil and one twenty, mostly thirty-five okay. mil. Probably like sixty forty split between um, thirty-five mil and one twenty. Yeah. So yeah, I really look forward to that. Um, yeah, Amazing. And, and it's great with your zine skills. You'll be able to help uh, put the zine together, Lucy Lim. Thank you for your kind <laughs> offer of help. Brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, I'd love to help. <laughs> now, what about have you been making notes here? What what's your stretch goal? You, you had any bonus ones that come along? Because I've got one last bonus goal. Um, what were my stretch goals? I wrote them down somewhere here. It was uh, it was Domestica to look up, um, oh, yeah, yeah. get a get a course on Domestica and learn something. And what was the other one that we both had? Oh shoot, um, was it M MFS the cinema film oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah, Walkins, and then buy some and send it back? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So my last goal, you? which is a bit of a bonus one, I'm just my shoot cinema film writing that down, is do another shoot with Lucy Lumen. There you go. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes, I love that goal. I think we can make that happen really we easily. Can make that it'll happen. be fun, and yeah, we can make another episode um, out of it for sure. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for for coming on, Matt Loves Cambridge. We better wrap this up because I've probably taken up twice as much time oh. as I said I would. <laughs> And I was also late getting on the call this morning, um, you know, being on time. Punctuality is not one of my strong points, but thank you so much. Where can people find you and your adventures? So you can find me on YouTube um, at Lucy Lumens Analog Adventures and on Instagram. My handle is at Lucy underscore Lumen. And I also have a Patreon. Everything's in the uh, link tree in my Instagram. If you want to just drop by and say hello, I'm always keen for a chat about anything analog. So yeah. And tell Thank us you for having me on, on your, what, what kind of special stuff have you got on your Patreon? So it's mostly exclusive sort of posts. So a lot of the photos that I don't share 
anywhere else, like those slide film ones we were talking about, I um, put them on there. I've also do movie reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. so I'm a big movie fan. And um, I think there's a lot of links to photography, obviously. So yeah. Yeah, I post them over there. Um, I also do polls so you can vote on future like video topics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just a, yeah, it's a great way to support the channel and also get something like in return. So, yeah. And I, I um, just to finish this off, don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I, I read, no, or right. I heard recently that you're a big fan of Paris, Texas. I am. Yes. Big I've fan actually of been Paris, trying Texas. to get hold of, you know, the red phone that she uses um oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i've been yep, trying to yep, I've been, in the booth I've, yeah yeah i've searched ebay for one of those phones for a while now i can't get the one the right one it's a red yep. analog phone obviously but with push buttons it yeah, hasn't yep. got the dial it's got push the buttons. dial it's got the push yeah yeah, yeah i know yeah. what you mean yeah that's so a great I, scene i would actually love to do a shoot sometime a paris texas style shoot um well it's so, <laughs> it's funny that you uh, say that because yeah that's that's on are, my we, are we the same list? person lucy lumen i know what's going on <laughs> So I've got that on my list as uh, a shoot no. that I want to recreate. I've wanted no. to. I've got the jump. I've got the jumper, like the pink fluffy yeah. jumper that she wears. I've got something that's very similar to that. And yeah. then I did buy a blonde wig the other day, but it looked yeah. awful because it was from like the two dollar shop, so it was all mangled. <laughs> um, but my mom, my mom's a hairdresser, so I was thinking I could get a wig and then get her to like cut it maybe style it yeah. um yeah style it like her hair um so I've thought a lot about this for many years um yeah. but I I did a poll on my Patreon for people to vote did they yeah. want to see me recreate Paris Texas or Blade Runner and everyone voted for Blade Runner so I've got oh, to really? do that first yeah yep, everyone wants to see that which is actually a lot more difficult to do than the Paris, Texas one, you know, with like lighting and sort of all that yeah. stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, that's so, oh, so that's so strange that you say yeah. that. And yeah, yeah. I'd love to, um, yeah. Team up on, on that one for sure. It's I'll such a beautiful film. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll keep an eye out as well on like marketplace or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. It's, it's oh, brilliant. a brilliant film if anyone hasn't seen it and the soundtrack is also really good. So yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Lucy Lumen, and um, we'll have to get you back on the podcast in a few months. And who knows, maybe maybe one day I'll be a guest on your podcast. Oh, you'll definitely Actually, be I haven't got anything interesting to say. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, probably won't be, but... <laughs> no, you're definitely so going to be, be a guest. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much to Lucy Lumen for coming back on the show. It really was great to hear her goals and we will be holding each other accountable and I'm, I hope you guys will be keeping us accountable as well and uh, we'll get Lucy back on Matt Love's cameras probably around Easter time I reckon and we can we can sort of have a look at how we're tracking with those goals. As we mentioned in the show, it has been really sort of weird, strange weather. I think it's been, I think it's rained every day since Christmas Eve. So we haven't had to get the sprinklers out on our new turf, our new grass in the front yard and the backyard. Mother Nature has been doing it all for us, which is great. The one disadvantage of, of, the, of the sun not being out as much is our, our swimming pool is a bit cooler. It was around ooh, 31 degrees, which is 88 Fahrenheit. It's gone down to 25 degrees Celsius, which is about 77. Now that may not sound like much, but I tell you what, when you jump in, oh, you can feel the difference. And we have this ledge, like a, a bench that runs along the full length of the pool, where you can sort of sit down in, in the pool and chill. And I was walking along that, so only my knees were in the water, like knees down were in the water. 
and I was walking along that the other day and I'd just been taking Polaroids but I put the Polaroid camera down and all of a sudden I didn't realize where I was and I fell in the pool. And it was such a shock to the system. The kids thought it was hilarious that dad fell in the pool. Oh, lucky I didn't have my Polaroid in my hands. Or my Contax T3, imagine that, that would have been a disaster. <laughs> That's it for this episode. I hope you're well. Take care. Stay safe. Happy New Year. Cheerio and bye bye. We'll see you next time. Bye. Matt loves cameras. <laughs> I was going to say you ruined that, but it actually sounded pretty good. Well, thank you. And today on Matt Gloves. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. So funny. Glasses change. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need to wear them more. I'm like, I'm always squinting, like, you know, George Costanza. <laughs>